On this episode, we will discuss identity crisis. We are joined here with Mr. James Keaton, and this is Made in the Trade. All right, so identity crisis. This was a huge story when it came out at the time. Um, I actually wasn't reading it. I think there were about five out of six issues into it when James here, you told me about this series. And you were like, you were so into it. So I went to my local comic shop, and they had reprinted some of the earlier issues. So I actually was able to catch up to that point. And then I started reading. And uh, I'll save the spoiler for a little bit later in the podcast, but P.S., there are major spoilers. We're going to spoil everything about this story. Pretty much, yes. So you know ahead of time before you continue a, to listen. Because it is a murder mystery. It so is a murder are, mystery. going to ruin the So <laughs> if you want a good murder mystery, pause this podcast, go read Identity Crisis by Brad Meltzer, and come back because it's a great read. Uh, and now continuing with the spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I had figured out who the, who the killer was. After reading five consecutive issues, and I'm almost wondering if someone does the same thing after picking up this trade, if it's going to be that much easier to solve since, James, you were reading it monthly, and there's a big <laughs> monthly. monthly gap and between I, I each had, issue. I, I was a dope. I just kept going. I, I'm I'm different. I, I'm not a big, I got to figure out what the mystery is. I'm more of like the journey is taking mm-hmm. me. So I do, I just read the, kind of like Lost. Everyone's upset about Lost. I'm like, I was with the journey. I don't care about the mysteries. And that's right. how I felt with this. So I wasn't too involved in the mystery. Maybe, were you? I was, you, but, um, you know, I kind of. I kind of figured out, I mean, I almost th- felt like Batman had kind of tipped the hand hmm. right before that next issue came out. And um, I don't want to get right to that because I want to discuss this story chronologically. Yeah, I think um, the second issue is like the big, that one, that red herring got me big time. And we'll get to that with the, okay. with the hanging of a... Yes. yes. Yeah, that one got, yes. so I guess I threw it out the window. And, All right. And, it was so, and it's so super villain centric as far as, uh, it's got, we got to figure out what super villain did this. And so I think I... <laughs> I'm a dope, and I was like, I was a supervillain. It must be using superpowers. Mm-hmm. You were so. thinking stuff like time travel or some sort of Somebody. manipulation of reality. Something, like Something yeah. that couldn't have been really solved by just reading it, right? Exactly. And, yeah. also, and, there's, and there's lots of... Um, and there, and there are lots of turns that have nothing to do with the actual mystery. Right. So you are a little thrown off by the calculator, and mm-hmm. there's just a million little setups that are like, well, what's this? What's that? It's a whole new world kind of for the DC right. villains. And it actually stuck around and major influence, quite frankly. Yes. I don't think the calculator was quite the calculator until this came out. Oh, so, no. They, 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 he was supposed to be, well, after this story, <laughs> the story was intended to make him the evil Oracle. Exactly, yeah. The evil Barbara Gordon. Yeah, and it, and it's and even now I play DC Online, DC Universe Online, and even <laughs> there the the calculator is the villain's oracle. He's okay. So they, a lot of this this book really influenced tons of storylines. Right. Yeah. You know, afterwards, issue one, uh, we get a great backstory of uh, Elongated Man and his relationship with Sue Dibney. Which I, I had no idea any of this relationship. I really didn't much know Elongated Man other than being a poor man's Mr. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. or Plastic Man. Yeah, I would have to say I'm not. A, I wasn't a big DC person in the 70s. I was mm-hmm. a Marvel person, so a lot of that that JLA 70s stuff didn't resonate with me yet until right. I you know, after I read this. Because for me, I remembered him being in the white and pink outfit. Actually, I, okay. think, I think it was sort of around the Detroit era. 
elongated man. And they really mm-hmm. didn't focus on him. And then you don't really you don't really recognize how important Sue Dibney and elongated men were in the 70s with the Zatanna and the Green Arrow and all those mm-hmm. back in the day. I only knew him uh, briefly in an 80s issue I picked up. Hmm. And I think he was already in the black and red. Uh, but the white and pink or purple, right, was what they used in the Justice League cartoon, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, I didn't know that outfit until watching him in the cartoons. Yeah. And, and you even start off and then you start off even with another second tier character. You have a Firehawk. Right. <laughs> who I know absolutely nothing about outside of this story. So immediately, this is a very strange event miniseries when you don't have Batman, Wonder Woman or Superman. Right. To start off your story. Right. But you have Justice League members somehow. <laughs> So a uh, great backstory of their relationship. And then the murder. Yes. Uh, happens. Uh, and, and he's he's alerted to a, an emergency and goes to find her already um, dead body. Super tragedy compounded by the fact that she was pregnant. <laughs> oh, tragedy upon tragedy. Yes. Well, so before that, though, you do catch the whole mystery you catch the whole essence of family yes you, you, you kind of see all your all the characters doing their their thing mm-hmm. like superman's with his family because i think that's what the sort of the theme is is family and loved ones and uh how they might affect being a superhero like right it's, it really is a superhero's weakness and that is the 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 title of the of the series is identity crisis so it's all about maintaining your secret identity to protect those you love and uh, unfortunately, Ralph here was, fa- he failed at <laughs> protecting the one he loved. Yes. And another thing for using, I mean, Sue Dibney and, and uh, Elongated Man is, uh, Elongated Man was sort of a, f- sort of the detective. He becomes sort of the DC detective, his nose twitches. And, and that was kind of his thing in his solo series. And it was that he was the, the detective. So who better to have a mystery than, because he was, I think, he, I right. want to say he kind of eclipsed even Batman in a way. How so? During in, during that time where he was sort of the murder mystery of the week, the Scooby-Doo kind of character. Oh. And Batman's much more of fighting the supervillain. In, in Detective, they would have a mystery, but mostly it was like, you know, pounce on the Joker, beat up Catwoman, that kind of thing. It was a little bit more... So you're saying within the Justice League? In his, in his own... Uh, in his own series. In his own series, it was okay. always him solving mysteries. He was always sort of the mystery guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so but he was the... overshadowed by Batman because, I mean, right. Batman's the world's greatest detective. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. So that kind of that came in. So he was sort of a poor man's uh, Batman. But in what way do you think he overshadowed Batman? I mean, in, in what and, way and was as he far better? As, his, his, as far as... Uh, his his sort of the story writing yeah his story writing was always okay. sort of solve the mystery and you know, uh, that kind you. of thing because he uh, he doesn't Whereas really he doesn't really have a like, lot of powers and stuff you know he's yeah. twitchy nose and go and find some clues and okay that kind of deal that's interesting yeah, yeah because Batman and you know Batman in the early seventies late sixties was still in the Adam West phase whereas like a mystery was just oh I'll just pick up this riddle off the floor and. Figure exactly. it out, and, and, there, and some of that would bleed into elongate. It wasn't, it wasn't great detective okay. stuff. Like that, I think they were just trying to give him an identity because they were trying to get away from the plastic man. And uh, we also introduced the calculator. What they wanted to do with the calculator is make him the evil Barbara Gordon or Oracle, Barbara Gordon's um, uh, handicapped alias, where she was yes. basically behind a computer and helping other superheroes, particularly Batman, to solve 
uh, yeah. problems, crimes, in whatever. In the JLA. They, mm-hmm. they needed, and so calculator is the same way, but instead of doing it out of the kindness of his art, he does it for $1,000 <laughs> a question. Or if you have a, right. a question, he charges $1,000. Mm-hmm. So if, if if the place is being staked out or uh, where somebody, a certain superhero is, mm-hmm. you would simply call the calculator and find out where Superman is at, and he can tell you the last reported sighting maybe in Metropolis or he's out in space. You know? And already with that... With the first issue, you've got uh, Brad Meltzer taking throwaway characters and making them important. You've got Elongated Man, important, and Sue Dibney, important. Uh, The Calculator, important. Uh, But they were complete jokes, really, before this series started. Which is sort of another theme you'll be discovering later on (laughs) when you find out about our heroes. Um, and the art is great. Yes, it Rags is. Morales. And that, that final, uh, shot with elongated man and, and the body of Sue Dibney is just awesome. And they, mm-hmm. they do talk about it in the trade about the, the melting, how he has no control. Elongated right. man has no control yeah. over his, his facial features. His so, jaw yeah, kind of melts just, down. Yeah, he just melt into a pile of goo, feels goo like if he didn't just concentrate. Yeah. So he loses all concentration just out of pure sorrow and, mm-hmm. and agony. And, and it's just so effective and you have the rain and. And then you get that shot of the uh, the positive pregnancy. Yeah. That they're going to be a dad. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not very DC like, and we'll no, get in, we'll probably get into we'll that. get we'll get into the ramifications <laughs> after the the summary. So in issue two, um, you've got well, actually at the end of well, issue one, Ralph calls for let's get. Dr. Light, right? Yes. Well, we have the funeral when you have that gorgeous page of every hero and and this huge funeral for Sue Dibney. And Mm -hmm. you have the Titans and uh, you even have Black Condor and all these uh, characters that were very second, maybe third, fourth tier, you know, but their presence is there. The only one that's missing and uh, and he even discusses that and is uh, is Batman because Batman would not mourn. He would go out. And try to solve the mystery. He Who gets right this? to work. Yeah, gets right to work. And no exactly time. the person you want to get to work on this mystery. And uh, so after the funeral, a select few are uh, go in the back. Everybody else kind of gets assigned a villain to go investigate on who would murder her. Because she's right. also been scorched. You also find that the body has yes. been scorched. Mm-hmm. And so there might be some clues there. And, right. uh, you know, Batman's on the case because he leaves a note for Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the villain, or all the heroes go off to their villains, and we are left with a select few in the room, which I believe is uh, Black Canary, Zatanna, mm-hmm. Green Arrow, Elongated Man, Hawkman, mm-hmm. and Adam. Yes. Yes. And they are in the room, and at the end, it's it's that from sorrow to pure anger from mm-hmm. from old Ralph. Ralph's like, and, we're going and they think it's Doctor Doctor Light. Light. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> Fast forward to issue two, where we have some history with Doctor Light. Doctor Light apparently infiltrated the Watchtower orbiting the Earth, and. Yes. Oh, God bless Sue Dibney, right? <laughs> How much yeah. you have to pull the poor lady through? So uh, apparently Dr. Light had raped Sue Dibney in this, according to this issue. Yes. She, um, it's a, and it's, it's, it's powerful. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's graphic, except mm-hmm. at the same time, it's very powerful in what it doesn't show and you right. get the vibe and yeah. And, uh. She just was there to see stars. Apparently, she mm-hmm. she wasn't. Everybody was out on assignment, and she right. was. She just woke up one night. She says, "Well, I guess I'll teleport to the watchtower and look down at the earth." And right. and unfortunately, she comes across uh, Doctor Light, who is definitely not the Doctor Light that we you'd be familiar with. Uh huh. Again, another throwaway <laughs> character. Yes. And now he's extremely important uh, as far as this issue is concerned. 
And uh, yeah, he, he used his powers to get into the transporter beam. He decides that he's going to rape poor Sue, I guess, because he so hates the Justice League. Yeah, I guess it's it's just out of pure villainy. Yeah, and I, I you never would have known that the character had mm-hmm. that in him. So it's totally a, a what? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean this, he's a bit of a buffoon, and there's never been anything where you in his history or past where mm-hmm. let's say he even. Uh, it's tried to sexually assault any of the teen, t- you know, like right. the, you know, uh, uh, Starfire or anything. It's uh-huh. just really a, a crazy, but I think it's just the most cruel thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Powerless person. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, pure villainy right there. So these same members of the Justice League that agreed to go with uh, Ralph and apprehend Dr. Light apparently caught him in the act. Yes, they catch him and beat uh, the snot out of him. Beat the heck out of him. <laughs> and then on top of all that, Dr. Light still goads them. Yeah. He's well, like, what are you going to do? And then he's like, shows them graphically using his powers to show a hologram holograms. of the act that he did to this poor woman. And it's like, well, how, why would you want to push people <laughs> in that position? Well, I think he says it right there where he just goes, I finally found your weakness. And if you're yeah. a supervillain and if you've been battling these guys for years and you just can't seem to win mm-hmm. and you finally find the little chink in their armor, mm-hmm. you're just going to go ahead and stick an arrow. I mean, you're just going to poke it but as they, hard as you can. And also, he's under the guise of every villain in the DC universe, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> uh, heroes don't kill. What are they going to do? If they've never killed the Joker, mm-hmm. what are you going to do to him no matter how... Uh, mm-hmm. How terrible or his or nefarious his acts are! What so, are they really going to do to him? So I might so, as well keep pushing their buttons. Yeah. You know, so I might he as well... really uh, adheres to this idea that no matter what he does, these guys aren't going to kill him. I, I think. I, I think, mean, that's got to be the, it. That's got to be it. Yeah. That's the only explanation because you never I can. I would imagine Man of Steel. Yeah, I would imagine someone who's this much of a narcissist is, is still somewhat of a coward to some extent. Like. Are you really going to, once you're dead to rights and like someone like Hawkman could crush your skull easily or Green Lantern's there, or like all these people that could do any number of things to you, like why really push your luck? But he does and they I mean, come up with something. It's very Joker. I mean, it's just very Joker. Yeah. She's very just, I think he just feels like there's nothing you can possibly do with him. And he, and he threatens their, their families. Right. Because he's like, oh, I'll go to jail. And then I'll break out like every other DC mm-hmm. villain eventually. And then I'll discover everybody else's um, right. uh, uh, wife, mm-hmm. uh, the father. They, they kind of, because you kind of go around the gambit. Because you, you kind of see, uh, you have a Barry Allen and you have Zatanna who has her family. And everybody has their own, you know, loved one, Lois Lane, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, sure. so yeah, so... So what are you going to do? And then you have Sue Dibney, who's in hysterics. And obviously, so they teleport them, uh, Elongated Man and and Sue Dibney, uh, to get medical attention, obviously, to get help. So she's out of there. And then then it comes the reckoning of what's the problem? What are we going to do with Dr. Light? Right. And uh, their idea was Zatanna. She wipes his memory clean, or at least no memory of this event. Absolutely. And then also so that he can't come up with this idea again. Yeah, because it seems like he has... It also seems like he's a rapist. Right. You know, he's this, he's yeah. truly mad. Like He's, he's a, a rapist, and he's also got this capability of infiltrating the Watchtower, and what else could he possibly infiltrate? So they dumb him down. So that's the explanation for why you've never seen him do anything like this before. They alter, they, they alter his mind, and this is like a huge ethics. It's, yeah. for, it's for like the greater good. It's what you do the good 
now or you do the long-term good it's it's the mm-hmm. it's the decision which they're split down the middle mm-hmm. uh the j the, the six of them so you yeah. have green uh green arrow green lantern and black canary who are against mind wiping him yeah and then you have hawkman adam and zatanna who um who are for it mm-hmm. they feel like it's, it's justice the me it, it it um the means it, the, it justifies the means. Justifies the, the means, ends justify the means. Yeah. Ends justify the means that let's just go ahead and alter his mind. What is it going to do? How is mm-hmm. it going to hurt anybody? And you got mm-hmm. Barry in the middle, Barry Allen, and mm-hmm. it's the fact um, Iris, his love for Iris, is what mm-hmm. makes him vote mm-hmm. yes. And right, that's when they alter his mind mm-hmm. and his personality, even because that's why he was a <laughs> B list <laughs> villain who got beaten up by teenagers mm-hmm. after apparently after this. Right, and so then what? Oh well, we go. We have, we have sort of a, a villain club. Oh. We have all these uh, villains. You have Merlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Tarantula, Deadshot, and you have uh, Deathstroke, which is just awesome. And now that Captain Boomerang. Yes. Now we're almost. Uh, yes. So the, the these guys are in cahoots. So that leads me into the next issue, uh, which is the awesome showdown. Right. Yes. Deathstroke. Defending uh, Doctor Light against these guys who are out to take out, take down Doctor Light. Yeah, because it's sort of uh, rumored in the villain world that hey, the JLA think you killed Sue Dibney. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. They're after you, and so right. he goes to this the villain club, and um, and he needs somebody to protect him, and so he goes to Deathstroke to protect mm-hmm. him. Who better to help him out? And so right. uh, the the heroes show up uh, to take him down, and he has uh, sort of a bodyguard in Deathstroke. And if you don't know Deathstroke, he is essentially the evil Batman. He is the master martial artist. He's the the best fighter, the best villain fighter, I think, that DC has. Yeah. Um, And he's basically uses a Batman level of master planning to counteract all these guys powers yeah he's it's very it's funny because he's sort of like the taskmaster yeah from marvel but like the awesome Taskmaster. right like, he's like just he, his potential really is there evil. As, opposed, yeah, as opposed to like in marvel the taskmaster is really badass but then he's he got never a badass, really does anything badass he's got a badass power he just yeah, yeah he just doesn't have that but hard this, edge this guy is taskmaster yes badass and he's played a badass and, and he right. and he appeared in titans mm-hmm. and he's sort of sort of a mercenary and he's kind of um he's he's he's, he's kind of gray because he's mostly just for hire mm-hmm. so he's not really a villain you hire him he'll do the job and that's okay. kind of so he does have sort of his own code mm-hmm. and uh yeah and right. uh, he just takes out every one of these guys it's, it's crazy because he's up against the flash the green lantern um elongated man uh zatanna green arrow hawkman and Adam, did you get Adam? Yeah. And Adam's yeah, in there, too. Yeah, and brilliant writing, by the way. Like, really creative ways to counteract these guys, which I don't think's ever been done before. Uh, the, the the solutions to cu- taking these guys down. Oh, yeah, down. the writing, and also just the, the panels, the art. Yes. There's so much fluidity in the mm-hmm. action, where it's just so crystal clean and, like, I'm doing. It's as calculated as his mind. You're, mm-hmm. you're seeing the bit, the beats in his brain mm-hmm. on how to stop him. You know, right? And, and it's just, it's amazing. And um, yeah, and and I know he, I know um, Brad uh, Meltzer was saying that he didn't really have a lot of superpowers go on in this because he was trying to show that the superpower is the brain. Like the brain mm-hmm. is one of the most is one of the strongest superpowers to have okay. this calculating brain. You know, mm-hmm. so the fact that his brain was able to take out everybody, yeah, was just awesome. It's um. You know, and if you haven't read this yet, I'm sorry about the spoilers coming up, but um, 
Uh, we're not going through details, so we're not going through details yet. You, you still have H1 time out. to stop yeah. the recording. Well, also just to see how he takes everyone. Out. Oh we yeah, won't go, we won't go step by step, but it's pretty awesome, oh, man. <laughs> but uh, okay, I'll I'll reveal one. All right. I mean, taking down the atom with a laser pointer uh, <laughs> yeah. is so. What happens is Adam shrinks to basically you know atomic subatomic size, but he uses a laser pointer, and photons are what they say here are theoretically solid. So mm-hmm. they move through the air at the speed of light. So they pop they Adam at the speed him. of light. Yeah. And as a result, Adam instinctively grows larger again, flinging himself at the speed of light into Hawkman's head, <laughs> taking each other out. It's like just one of several ways. And uh, I'll leave it up to you guys to read it, to find out how he takes down the flash and green uh, green lantern. Yeah. And this is Kyle as green lantern, Kyle, the green lantern and Wally and Wally. As yeah, flash. This yes. isn't the same guys that were there on the watchtower. Actually, they're kind of right. They're a bit mortified by what happened at the watchtower. Yeah. They're kind of like, they can't believe uh, well, I think, I think their mentors. Yeah. Doing I think this. Wally kind of understands where Barry was coming from. From, I think because mm-hmm. at this point I think uh, Barry had a wife and I think he may have mm-hmm. had his two children at this point okay. in his series mm. and then uh, and Kyle you would think Kyle but Kyle would be with him too because you get the old refrigerator uh, you know Kyle's always referred to as the girlfriend oh, in the refrigerator geez, yeah. so you kind of have two characters that would probably want to keep like, they kind of understand you not to kill my girlfriend right? yeah, yeah absolutely so I think you, I think they're pretty mm-hmm. easily easily swayed to in, their side in, a little bit but they that, are mortified that, that, that yes. they're they're they are, but to that point, I would almost think that Kyle would, re- uh, yeah, would would say, yeah, I'm fine with this a lot quicker than he really did. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really say much. It's, it's kind of a, he's maybe a little underwritten. Just it's like, a oh, tab. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, being... you want to protect people from getting chopped up and put it in a, a, <laughs> in a refrigerator? refrigerator? Yes, it's a good idea. He might be he might be a tad underwritten on that one. <laughs> Um, uh, so, but, but yeah. there's a big dog pile finally on, yes. on Death's Egg, and it, and Doctor Light is witnessing this. He's sitting mm-hmm. back, cowering and hiding, because mm-hmm. this is, of course, the altered Doctor Light. Right. And he get see. Oh, they. Well, we'll go on how they stop Deathstroke. We'll we'll keep that for you guys to read. But okay. um, but there's a dog pile, and it looks exactly like the dog pile that the JLA did on him mm-hmm. in the Watchtower many years ago right. during the Sue Dibney incident. And this right. flashes him back, and he remembers what they did to him. They mm-hmm. altered his mind. He remembers everything. It floods back to him. And also, it's great, because if you notice the panel, there's uh, the the heroes that are currently fighting, and then when they do the flashback, somebody shows up in the flashback picture that wasn't there when you first saw it, which would be Batman. Oh, Batman yes. shows up there. Right, right. And Batman was not there if you went back and read your issue. Uh-huh. So that's one of a little mystery there. So if yes. you caught that, you're like, aha, why is Batman there? He right. wasn't He wasn't part of the you know, the, the seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is a little mystery. Very mm-hmm. cool. So more mind wipes have happened. Uh, Felix Faust and some other villains were kind of dumbed down. And that explained some of the hokey storytelling of the 70s. Yeah. I, I, what You kind of eventually see that they mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Barbara Gordon getting shot. And then mm-hmm. a lot of these guys start losing some of their family members. Right. And uh, it's pretty much a way of protecting their own identities. And they begin to mind wipe a lot of villains who apparently were, were, were very, like, were like Dr. Light. They were very, they were villains. But once they were mind wiped, they all became second tier, kind of not so dangerous kind of guys. <laughs> and not necessarily like the, the uh, rogues, obviously. Because the rogues are always, I always feel the rogues aren't really villains, or killers and stuff. You know, the, the Flash's mm-hmm. rogues gallery. But these are just other, other villains that they've mind wiped. They have Faust. They show uh, Faust getting zapped. Mm-hmm. And it kind of becomes a, a, 
again, it's still a moral dilemma on, on the part of the, and you just, and, and you brought up a, a good idea, <laughs> a good point mm-hmm. is that why did they mind wipe the Joker? The Joker. Yeah. Why not mind wipe the Joker? Uh, but apparently that's somewhat explained later on. Yeah, well, yeah. I because, think, also, yeah. yeah. You don't see Batman here. You don't see Batman Batman's during this not, vote. The vote that takes place Batman's doesn't include not Batman. Mind whopping, mind even though we people. see him there in the flashbacks. So. so then we go into like these side stories that suddenly creep up. And I guess it's all under the theme of family. It's all under the theme of, uh, of uh, identity, I suppose. And also a father and son thing that kind of even starts creeping in now because you have uh, Boomerang who was looking for work. Mm-hmm. He discovers he has a son that right. he had, apparently with Golden um, Glider. Glider. So he's after the son, so he's kind of stalking this this guy. And then we get a, another little three, four, three, two panels of Robin who's been out hunting, trying to find the murderer. And uh, his dad knows his identity and his dad's concerned. Right. So you have two fathers suddenly show up more and, more theme and you even get a jimmy olsen where it's about you know killing who's going to be next i think mm-hmm. that's where the big mystery is who's going to be next i think right. uh, i think you have a uh, uh tim drake worrying about his father somebody going to find out about his father and then you have uh you have perry white even discussing you know might, they might even kill superman's pal and there's jimmy olsen you know mm-hmm. developing pictures old school Yes. Pre-digital pictures, obviously. Still using film and (laughs) photographic paper. And then we get to another, we get to a hanging. A hanging of Gene Loring at the very end. Very end and the very beginning of the next issue. Yes. That is... um, The Adams. The Adams girl. Ex-wife, yes. Ex-wife, because he abandoned her because he went to live with a bunch of small... Ant uh, barbarian people. It was called the Sword of the Atom was the thing. And he abandoned... Uh, all life on Earth to live like kind of like a, it was kind of like a Tarzan series. Okay. So I guess yeah. And then that cost him his marriage. I think I, he just left. Her. <laughs> I I want to say he just left her. I, I'm again I could be wrong. Okay. May have to look this up, but I do remember reading sort of the Atom um, when I was younger, and there was no mention of Gene right. Loring. So I I think that might be part of the breakup was that he was able to just abandon her. But, uh, but Gene bef- manages to make a phone call. Yes. This is in the fourth issue, next issue there. Uh, she makes a phone call. Uh, Adam responds because he can go through the phone lines, even cordless phones. Apparently, that works too. Mm-hmm. And uh, pops up, saves her in the nick of time. And yet another investigation has to take place to figure out who done it. Second person, second, uh, second uh, attempt. Family member. Yes, or, or, or that uh-huh. they clearly know their identity. Um, Superman shows up. He says that uh, the kind of knot it was used because apparently he was a Boy Scout. Boy wink, Scout. wink, nudge, nudge. Mr. Miracle is there. He's the escape artist. He's like, there's no way anyone could have gotten in or out of this place. Uh, however, Batman did not investigate this crime scene. Just, just letting you know. But they, they believe it's the, uh, the work of another villain who his, his, his thing is to hang people. He, I, think, I think this is a Firestorm villain. Okay. Right? And it's uh, yeah, I don't know. the Hangman. The Hangman. Okay. I, I believe he was a Firestorm villain. Okay. And they go to, he had his arm blown off from when he was a mission from the Suicide Squad. Oh. But it's his, his, that's what he used to do is just hang people. That's okay. his superpower, I suppose. Uh-huh. So they go to investigate him and they get, uh, they want to get down to the truth. So they take Wonder Woman and she does the old lasso mm-hmm. on the hangman and he knows absolutely nothing. Right. Which also makes you wonder why they didn't get her to talk to Dr. Light either. <laughs> Well, I think it's the old mind wiping thing. I, I, yeah. I don't think I, think I think they want to keep uh, the three away. From oh, them. you know what? Of course, that's why they wouldn't use Wonder Woman. They don't want him to tell the <laughs> yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be like, oh, Duh. they mind wiped me. 
See, Brad thought of everything in this. He re- this is some meticulous storytelling of really good familiarity with these characters. So we'll try to zip ahead uh, to where Boomerang actually meets his son. Mm-hmm. And you find out that he has a certain talent for for throwing objects and coming yeah. back. So Captain, but he has super speed is what he has. That's uh, the thing. Captain Boomerang's traditionally a flash villain. So yes. his son having super speed is like, whoa, wait a second. It's, it's what? Up his game. Because uh-huh. the, the original Boomerang is definitely... Uh, just a schlub who throws yeah, a boomerang. He's, yeah, he's just he's a former shadow of himself that used mm-hmm. to, I mean, he was great back in the old Suicide Squads in the late 80s, but this mm-hmm. is clearly, like, not that same one. Right. Um, so we got we got a little bonding going on there with the father and son at Boomerang. Mm-hmm. And Batman's pretty much bringing in the question, who would benefit yes. from this? That's the key motive. That's the key, so that's his thing. The key to, unsol- to solving this mystery, I think, was who benefits. This issue is where, so contextualizing... Uh, Hal Jordan is still the specter when this story is being written and the specter is kind of an omniscient almost omnipotent character who punishes evil yeah, he's supposed to be the wrath of God yeah and the- so knowing that uh, Green Arrow confronts his old friend Hal Jordan who is the specter and he says hey, you know who did this why don't you make this person get punished and he's like I, I can't I just I can't <laughs> I'm not gonna explain why it's just, it's not for me to do. I answer to a higher power is what he explains it as. And as the reader, you're like, how does that make any sense? It's almost like a cop-out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it does add up to the ultimate villain. It, it, it does make sense, I think, after you re- finish yeah, reading. Yeah, he, he does know, and he's like, and, and he kind of knows that somebody will get their come-uppings. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, I'm trying to think, and we get a little letter from Lois. Lois is, she's been targeted mm-hmm. uh, threatening letter also um, one of the things is in the investigation you find out that the burns that were on Sue Dibney uh, happened after her death so right. so they do realize that Dr. Light I think that's I think we may have skipped that I think that's when Superman shows up because he, he he found out so he's like it can't be Dr. Light because you gotta let him go because he he, he there, the burns happened after her death right it's not he didn't him. murder her using murder light her. powers or that really fire throws, powers I, I mean that's really mm-hmm. gotta throw Ralph like what yeah <laughs> like who is it then so that's why you go to the hangman and so there mm-hmm. really are just off to the next villain yeah. really and that's why batman's whole thing is he just has a, a stack of pictures of like who would benefit from attacking right their their uh family and, and friends and stuff so the next issue is just more pursuit of villains um and the biggest event that happens well one of the biggest <laughs> events is is firestorm bites it bites it he just dies and it has so little to do with the rest of the story it's just well i i got clearance to kill off firestorm so i wrote a a couple panels where firestorm gets killed yeah he he gets uh he accidentally gets struck with the shining knight's sword which would be Mm -hmm. mystical Mm -hmm. and sort of i guess uh, releases his nuclear powers they're after i think they're after the shadow thief if I'm not right, mistaken, yeah. it's Vixen. Yeah, and so Shadow Thief gets... Yeah. He just blows up. So I don't know if this is uh, leading up to the uh, Jason Roush firestorm. So maybe this is something... Again, this is something... This that, is Ronnie, right? This, this is Ronnie, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking there's a lot... There were a lot, of, a lot of things editorially probably down the the pipeline. And I think they just kind of threw this in there to set up a new firestorm, I yeah. think. Because it was it's very uh, unceremonious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very bizarre Well, and, and another red herring that had done earlier in like issue one, I think, was like Lex Luthor's power armor mm-hmm. was like the, the 
Yep. The, the MacGuffin of one of the scenes there. Yeah, that was what the bolt was. And even the bolt was one of those. He's a teleporter. And mm-hmm. the, yeah, even he. And with L- Luther's power armor, I think the only thing that, that that's relevant to is um, what enemy of the state. What was that? Yeah. Right. And it's also just a nice nod to the old superpowers. Yes. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that thing in decades. Yeah. That's cool. Um, something else that happened. You, you do see uh, there's a little Adam. He's getting closely close with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he starts to realize you got to hold on to your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get more bonding with Boomerang. You find out he's got super speed. Right. And that's where Boomerang's like, oh, crikey. <laughs> I can make money <laughs> off my son because he's more powerful than I am. Uh-huh. And uh, you have uh, Robin. And actually, Robin even stays home uh one night, he even stays home with his dad, actually. I think uh-huh. that was in when we were discussing um, uh, Jimmy Olsen and stuff. That's the night mm-hmm. that Robin even says, I'll stay home with your dad, you know. Yeah. Like, everyone's staying close to their loved ones. But he decides to go out this night, and you really have this nice heart-to-heart between him and his father. Right, and he gives him a sidearm. Well, the sidearm just shows up. Oh. It's just a... It's just a yeah, he he, right. he goes Who off, and, 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 and uh, Jake uh, Drake suddenly finds a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another threatening note with the one that the, with has the, red, the Robin logo on yeah, it. Yeah, with the red letters, and they did that with a Superman for the yeah. Lois. And uh, so he gets the threatening letter. And at the same time, there's a box that says "Protect yourself." So, mm-hmm. they get, so he, there's a gun, right? And then he attempts to make the phone call, mm-hmm. and he gets a hold of Robin because yes. somebody's intruding on the house. He's the next one. Somebody's in the house, and also it's another. There's another phone call going yes. on as well, where it's Boomerang. Yeah. Talking to his son. So it's the two fathers talking mm-hmm. to their sons. Well, one's getting the message. Um, Boomerang's son's getting a message off the answering machine about, I'll make you proud. Mm-hmm. And you find out it's uh, it's Captain Boomerang going after Tim Drake's father. Yes. And they both attack each other simultaneously, essentially. So, yeah, Tim uh, Jack Drake opens fire on Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang throws the boomerang. Death to both fathers. Both characters <laughs> and die. The, and the tension is great with the Batmobile, where Robin is really just yelling at, at Bruce, like, we got to mm-hmm. get there, we have to save him. And Bruce is not again. Yeah. But as we get to the next issue, it's uh, tragic for old Tim Drake, because he discovers his father's died. Yeah. And you get that great page mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Robin eye coming yeah. out of that Batman cape. In yeah. tears. In tears and blood and... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a shock. That was a bit of a shock. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I remember reading it and it was like, whoa, they're killing everybody. Right, right. <laughs> you got Firestorm, you know, these guys. And uh, we would come to learn again, another death that has nothing to do with the murderer. Yeah. Again, but again, it's 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 close enough to the family. So mm-hmm. Again, all it's the theme is identity. It's the theme, yeah. So yes. everyone's thinking about the person they've lost. Mm-hmm. You have like uh, Aquaman lost his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martian Manhunter lost his uh, his family. Right. And you have uh, Geo Force with Terra. Who we have, <laughs> I don't know why you'd mourn Terra. <laughs> <laughs> it's his sister. His sister, and um, you got that evil Doctor Light. And so pretty much the new Boomerang takes over because now that his father's dead. Mm-hmm. But the mystery is who would send the gun. Right. And you also get another mystery in who who told Boomerang that Tim Drake's father mm-hmm. was Jake Jake. Drake. Jake, uh, Jack Jake, Drake. Jack Drake. Right. Yeah. So that's another mystery because now all of a sudden Boomerang had no idea. who he's He wasn't a mastermind. He didn't know anybody's mm-hmm. um, secret identity. Right. So there's an, another mystery. Yes. To throw you off. 
Uh, as we move along, we'll just skip a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We, we do find out the mystery of Batman because as they were mind-wiping Batman mm-hmm. or uh, mind-wiping Dr. Light back at the Watchtower yes. during the Sue Dibney attack, uh, Batman shows up midway and he's, mm-hmm. what the hell are you guys doing, you know? And um, you discover they even mind-wiped Batman. So that is the mystery. <laughs> These guys... Um, it's the, the realization of Wally is great because the, the, the reader kind of comes to the realization at the same time. He says, wait, oh God, you, you took Bruce's memories. Yeah. It, it. <laughs> and, and, uh, Ollie has to explain, you know, green arrow has to explain Wally before you took Bruce's memories. <laughs> it's a great exchange there. Yeah. Yeah. That, the last... Now it's over the line. I guess, yeah. I guess it's over the line now that you take that your heroes. Now we're doing it to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. You've done it to each other, but also the last guy you'd want to F with, too. Yeah. Which, again, this is going to set up a whole new Batman, the, the paranoid Batman. Where mm-hmm. we do, um, yeah, so you have the thing with Wally, and you have uh, Green Arrow's take on the whole thing, which is just that um, you don't wear the mask for yourself. You wear it for your loved ones, your family, to protect the identity mm-hmm. of uh, the ones around you. The mask will protect your loved ones more than anything else your superpowers all that batman tends to he tracks down the calculator but he managed to get away and we get down to uh more forensics with dr midnight and uh, we notice little uh, that we we know that she didn't die of the burns mm-hmm. but we eventually break it down and find out that there's little specks on her brain <laughs> right they microscopically look down to the brain and you actually see Two weird little footprints. Yes. Footprints. Two little footprints. In her brain. Yes. And uh, this was the last issue that I read before waiting on the monthly hiatus mm-hmm. that would come around. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh, I've got it. Yeah. And you see that clearly at the end. By that point, mm-hmm. it's right there. You get you get, um, you get get Adam and Gene. Uh, and it, they're back to being a lovey-dovey couple, mm-hmm. which is just great, I suppose, for, for Gene. <laughs> they're all lovey-dovey in bed. And then, yes, the next issue is oh, like, well, yeah. what's the deal? But, um, but you know Batman's that, on it. Batman's, Batman's, like, Batman's on where, it. You know, you know, where is Ray? What's where going is on? Ray? Yeah. Exactly. And is it was this... the, the who benefits. So finally, here's the thing. Who benefits? Well, guess what? Someone's benefiting by having Ray around. And also, if you go back to the first issue... Ray's not the only one who can shrink. Uh, to, to go back to the scene of the crime, Jean says, she's my friend too. I want to be there. So she jumps into the phone mm-hmm. with Ray Palmer to go to the scene of the crime. Again, mm-hmm. returning to the scene of the crime. crime. It's what, the, <laughs> what they always do. Yes. So, yes, we reveal in the next issue, the murderer. Yes, and it's Jean, Jean Loring, who just could not give up the Adam. She is in love with him and wants him back and feels like by kind of creating this paranoia of your loved ones in danger it would keep him close to her he, mm-hmm. and which is which worked i mean that's he's he's always there with her now mm-hmm. giving his attention to her he's there to protect her but she does say she didn't intend on killing her right yeah she just wanted to frighten her she wanted to scare her apparently she jostled around in her brain in her ear and um, caused her to have a convulsion or some sort yes. of yes, some an aneurysm of some sort that wound up killing her. She was she was disoriented inside uh-huh. the brain, and so she kind of uh, enlarged a little bit and created this yeah aneurysm and, and killing mm-hmm. killing her. But it's just so funny that she just happened to shrink down with weapons just in case. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. And that's it's where like she scorched her, you know. She, yeah, it's like she's like, well, I'm gonna light the body on fire just in case. So <laughs> that is a bit odd. So, so that's the odd thing. It's like I'm gonna go there to scare her with this flamethrower. <laughs> it's like you're gonna scare her with a flamethrower. <laughs> what were you intending on doing? I'm just gonna light your apartment on I, fire. I, You'll I, be fine. I, I gotta say, she's it's totally a lie. It's just she's totally <laughs> lying because because that I, you have to have some kind of proof to Mm -hmm. what she's going to give her an aneurysm and then she's like well i think i might have a a medical condition you're not going to think oh there's a super villain killing all the true (laughs) she definitely it's a total lie to ray i think she's trying to convince herself that she wasn't the murderer because she's a bit she's insane clearly she's an insane woman because it just there's just no way you how how would you scare uh, scare her into thinking someone's trying to kill her unless you know right and they and it isn't in the in the image she doesn't have a mask Right. Maybe if she like was hiding her identity and she grew, she got, you know, she left her brain. But why would she even be in her brain anyway? You just come over the phone, you know, beat her over the head and leave, mm-hmm. a, leave a note. I'm, I know who you guys are. And, you know, I know you're the, you're, yeah. I know you're an elongated man or I'm going to, I'm out to get you all. You know, right. This right. is clearly she just, she was going to kill her. <laughs> and then she even, and then they even show how she, uh, uh, Came up with the idea of, of, of having it look like she was hung, like that somebody mm-hmm. attacked her from behind, right. hung her to the door. You see mm-hmm. how that how she did that again using Ray's power mm-hmm. of, uh, of of size manipulation, right? Uh, and they uh, so that's our killer. Yep. So like the notes, was that her too? Was she sending yes, the, the no- notes? You find out the notes are her, and she's she's the one that contacted Calculator and put the hit on. because oh. Calculator didn't even know why they wanted to take out um, Jack Drake. Okay. Yeah. So they and that's why Boomerang the whole time is, uh, has been looking for a job, and he goes, "Oh, I got this job where this, they, this somebody wants me to kill, yeah. kill some some guy in a apartment." He didn't even. So know, I guess he didn't I, even know the connection with Robin. The I might. Doesn't. I might not have given enough credit because if Gene was in fact behind the eventual death of Jack Drake, then it is somewhat related to the the murderer. Yeah, it absolutely is. And yeah. she's the one that left the gun in in. To, right to, for the because she knew they'd kill each other oh my gosh yeah yeah so she she kind of snuck in there so all of this leads to stuff outside of the trade so yeah, we, we like kind of alluded to what, what happens before and after this trade because yeah, i don't think ralph even gets any kind of closure until 52 which might mm-hmm. even that might i mean i think there's still infinity crisis to go through so mm-hmm. you're talking a couple of years maybe a year and a half a year yeah i think it was a year and then two. you'll eventually get to you know ralph eventually dies and, and well you had infinite inf- infinite crisis infinite crisis happened before it. 52 right yes and then 52 comes out yeah. so infinite crisis was a result of Batman's Omac mm. project, right? All that stuff. Batman's Omac project, and uh, you also get like the the pounding of the wall. Apparently, you know the the, the Superboy and uh, Alexander oh, Luther. And boy. Remember, yes. they're they're trapped in their little pocket universe. They kind of undone what had happened in Crisis of Infinite Earths, where they had destroyed the multiverse, but they had <laughs> yes. saved this pocket universe to be forgotten about. And, and they apparently have been watching this universe, oh, and they've been upset because of mm-hmm. the uh, just the violence and the mm-hmm. killing of heroes. And this was another example of the heroes mind wiped. You know, like that they they. they the DC characters weren't moral. To, mm-hmm. to their, it wasn't up to their moral standards. Right. And so they, they were very uh, disheartened. And, and the so. pocket universe Superman to go and start killing people at will <laughs> to yeah. show them but how... that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's another storyline. That's, that's why this series is just so great because it really does start bleeding into all those other mm-hmm. those other uh, events. And also, right. and also it, it kind of created this whole... <laughs> sad to say, but people uh, people really like it when you kill off characters yeah in i guess that's book. true yeah. yeah i mean it's always been that way i mean with even with the infinite crisis you had barry allen die 
this a standalone story, though. I love this as a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that there's some stuff that's like, well, this is kind of irrelevant unless you read the outside stuff. But for the most part, it's very self-contained. It's got a beginning, middle, and end, um, and um, it's got stuff at stake. Like, really, you're not sure who could die in it because you really are are kind of killing people off haphazardly. Yeah, it, it, especially the, that firestorm really comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But, but everybody else is pretty connected, and there's and the, the best part is there's a lot of emotion behind yeah. it. That's why I think the firestorm is the one that keeps sticking out because it lacks the emotion that everybody else's True. death. Because even the even Boomerang's death mm-hmm. has some impact for his son that he just kind of met. You've got a relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, even you, you have no relationship with Firestorm in this yeah, story at all. So I mean, that's why maybe we're a little like this mm-hmm. is really dumb. Yeah, but but and he's a else, kind of a major character too. Yeah. Absolutely. He's you know. a major. He's been around for a long time, yeah. you know, even in 70. I mean, before the, the 80s series that kind of kicked in, mm-hmm. he's been around for a while. But um, but yeah, as a trade, it's great. The art is consistent. Yes. I mean, the art is very consistent. And you get these covers. We didn't even talk about the covers mm-hmm. of, of the, the late Michael Turner. Mm. And he has these beautiful covers. Uh, the Wonder Woman one. I love that Wonder Woman one. And uh, and the best and that. Uh, the best part is also this is a miniseries that doesn't really involve the big three too right. much. They're not prominent. But they're know? in it. They're in it, but, but they're, they're not, not prominent. They're not the main characters. You're yeah, right. Yes, so you really get these nice hints of these characters that you mm-hmm. don't really see, especially Green Arrow. And a lot of it's about life and death, too, because a lot of these characters have been resurrected. Green Arrow could just come back from the dead. He'd just been resurrected, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of this. The, what are the stakes, you know? But mm-hmm. I think by killing off mortals mere mm-hmm. mortals there wasn't this feeling of they're going to come back right <laughs> you kill like firestorm even firestorm like ah he'll come back and he mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. um but when you kill off you know you know jack drake like how's he going to come back from the dead how's sue dibney really going to come back from the mm-hmm. dead you know so yeah and uh and also this leads into uh uh gene loring becomes a a major villain later on even in, oh, in i think it's is it uh it wasn't, it was it in 52? 52. I think it was she, she where cut, she becomes an Eclipso. An Eclipso, yeah, because yeah. she's so insane and, mm-hmm. and, and nutty and crazy. And Eclipso's one of those plug-and-play characters. It was like, anyone can be an Eclipso. Anybody can be an Eclipso. And so she became Eclipso, and uh, it was, it, it irritated me because I was like, mm, I thought that was one of the beauties behind this. It was such a normal, I agree, everyday yeah. character, and now you're going to make her a supervillain for some stupid yeah, reason. Yeah, because at least you can, at least there was sort of a, a, a tragicness to mm-hmm. her. I mean, it's not really, ta- it's not, again, it's not really mentioned in the tr- in the story but there is a thing he did abandon her so you gotta think mm-hmm. if you're this um you know this wife of a superhero and suddenly he's moved on to mm-hmm. go live with <laughs> little subatomic, people subatomic <laughs> people and mm-hmm. you know and um yeah so you could tell you just you know, it's hurt that that mm-hmm. led her to this I, it broke her or something i i don't, I don't know they didn't really get too involved but when when i make re- understand when i read this and then i read some of what happened to uh, and infinite crisis or countdown to infinite crisis stuff like that where, where i was like this is interesting because it feels like dc's moving towards the direction that marvel had been on for decades where it was like let's kind of apply the quote-unquote real world into our comic books like people feared the x-men even though they were a superhero group mm-hmm. and they were altruistic so why do people fear them well because they're different and so now all of a sudden in identity crisis or maybe even later in an infinite crisis um, you had sort of that happening. Uh, Wonder Woman kills yeah. Max Lord on well, yeah, live Blue, television or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you had Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. you know, Blue Beetle dies. dies you have yeah. Max Lord get dead. But then OMAC, the OMAC project that Batman did, I guess, as a result of what he discovers in this, was all these 
the 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 brother I and the the robots that can counteract superhero activity. Yeah, I guess. And uh, yeah, you said you just. It just sort of domino effect after mm-hmm. after this series because they, I think the sales were up on this. I'm not yeah. I, obviously mm-hmm. it was super popular and it just sort of it sort of read to DC like oh we can we can start digging a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I feel it's sort of the beginning <laughs> of the new Fifty Two, which is what happened because I think they dug so right. deep that they kind of lost their identity because right. you do say it's Marvel esque. <laughs> yeah. And DC is not Marvel as DC right. is supposed to be DC. Right. And uh yeah, I think the killing and rape, I mean rape was like, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that I mean that was just like unhurt. I mean right. DC comic books are light and fluffy. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I mean I think before that really the only thing would be the Barbara Gordon Barbara Gordon shooting, and, and it, uh, killing joke. Yeah, 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 which is, you know, an Alan Moore which mm-hmm. you know, you're going to let him go to town but mm-hmm. but until then this was really over the line. I know a lot of people who are DC fans who who dislike the story right. because of that. I know mm-hmm. we know a couple of people because yeah. they, they like the old villains are villains and heroes are heroes. Mm-hmm. And this really you go into the gray area. Is it is it okay to mind wipe somebody? Is it okay to uh, become the you know judge jury executioner right not necessarily killing them but you mm-hmm. know you're wiping somebody i mean that's pretty villainous in its own mind it's sort of it's very professor x <laughs> if you think mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. one of the questions i always ask is would you recommend this to someone let's say for example someone who doesn't read comic books would you recommend this story to someone who doesn't read comic books oh absolutely i mean yeah. it's so dramatic mm-hmm. and you don't need to have a lot of the backstory it totally right. tells you right there i mean there's a whole the whole exposition of just elongated men in that first issue mm-hmm. it is it's very wordy but i mean the art's beautiful mm-hmm. you got nice flashbacks but the emotions there the way it's written and that's yeah. because you know Brad Meltzer is a, an author right you know what I mean? so mm-hmm. so even if you're a fan of his books mm-hmm. you'd be like you want to read? You want to see a mystery done in with superheroes? Yeah, you know, and it's not Watchmen or anything right. big. It's mm-hmm. real simple. Hey, mm-hmm. this is this guy. This guy does this. This guy does that. Right. I mean, I think it's very simple to follow. And and you know, again, it doesn't cover the big three, so it has to be. You mm-hmm. have to kind of give each hero sort give of, them depth. Yeah, get mm-hmm. get them a little depth, a little history. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is a great uh, story to give to someone who's not particularly into comic books. It's like the artwork is so upfront. It's like, it totally does what artwork is supposed to do, which is to tell the story. And you, you get what everything, every panel, what story it's telling. Um, and the storytelling is just so well done. You're right. It's very concise. It's, you don't have to know the characters outside of this necessarily to understand the story, which I think is great for someone who just doesn't know. Yeah, and again, for people who aren't comic book fans, um, there's not a lot of cosmic, I guess you could say, Dr. Timey-wimey. And I, mm-hmm. you know how when you read like a Dark Phoenix saga, and these, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of space and alien. Right. I mean, this is, this is, I mean yes, there's costumes, mm-hmm. and yes, there's people with abilities. Right. But it's pretty grounded. I mean, it's everything is very familiar. It's, it's, it takes place in a warehouse. It's taking place yeah. on the street. Like even the Deathstroke fight is just in an alley on, mm-hmm. I mean, everything's very real world it's not like right. they're being teleported to another planet like, Infin- like infinity crisis where it's alternate realities and you're dealing with all yeah. these kind of con- comic book it, con- you're not dealing with an alien invasion the sun's mm-hmm. not exploding the world's not exploding it's simply you're protecting your loved ones uh and, and that's essentially it it's your loved ones either it's your co-worker or it's someone who's familial to you like outside of your your work and the basic plot even it doesn't have to be superheroes you could very well use that same plot mm-hmm. with say um 
you're FBI agents and sure. you have a cover or you're a right. spy and you have a cover and mm-hmm. the reason why you lie, you don't tell your family what you do right. is because mm-hmm. you're trying to protect your family and somebody finds out a, a list of names and they go and st- I mean, right. if you can break it down oh, to yeah. that mm-hmm. basic thought of like, hey, you have a job and you need to protect your right. family. It's interesting because what it, the counteract of it is that it's it's a it's a death that's done because of a superpower but it cannot be solved via superpowers either so that's kind of interesting how both those superpowers kind of counteract and leave it on an even playing field where the do-gooders are helpless to solve this mystery until we finally figure it out way at the end yeah and um it's all about like love it's love too is the yeah i mean it's it's why you care about the story (laughs) yeah but it's like that that was the motive oh yeah the motive of the death the motive was the Mm -hmm. death was love that she wanted to you know have ray suddenly (laughs) give his attention to her they're divorced you know yeah and and so even the motive is it's not stealing money it's not right you know trying to take over the world it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's basic Mm -hmm. human relatable yeah, so it's just very relatable. It's a very relatable story. Mike Turner had passed away of bone cancer. Uh, bone cancer. Oh, about four a... years after this, but he, oh, wow. he was doing a lot of cover work. He, I know there's a lot of great um, Batman Superman covers at the time. I, mm-hmm. remember those. I do remember those. And, and then... he did the top cow stuff, Fathom and Fathom. Witch, Witchblade and other, other stuff. Yeah. He... I noticed that he had a very Jim Lee style. Him and Mark style, And typically in top cow or image like artists that would step in for other artists were almost similar in style. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, he did a, yeah. Witchblade Phantom and Soulfire. He mm-hmm. was part of Top Cow. Right. Which is uh, its own comic publisher. Very cool. Thank you so um, much for being here today. You're welcome. That James. Was, yeah. I, I uh, love this book. It's great. And uh, I, it just made me, just love DC because mm-hmm. it maybe because it was more like Marvel, but I just knew yeah. the stakes were higher, and uh, I went along with everything from the Infinity Crisis, the Fifty Two. It just sucked me in, and then fortunately we got to the new Fifty Two, and none of this matters none of it anymore. Matters. But you know what? This book is so great. It's a great That's standalone trade. So even if trade. it doesn't go along with <laughs> the current continuity, uh, I highly recommend yeah. it just as a great read, and I'm glad that it is available as a trade. Yeah, great read, and so enjoy it and have mm-hmm. fun, and I hope we didn't spoil it for you. Well, There's a couple of things we left out. We really breezed over a lot of stuff, <laughs> and the writing is so impactful, so you yeah. won't, you won't get the impact of the writing unless you are reading it word for word, as opposed to us just kind of paraphrasing, Going oh, this happened and that thing. happened, yeah, yep. so you'll enjoy it. So enjoy it, or enjoy rereading it, or enjoy rereading it after you've already heard us talk about it. So thanks for joining us, and we'll listen to you next time. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>